Jackson Scott sat on his dust-smeared bedsheets, listening to the screams coming from the room beside his. Mixed cries of, Stop! And, Hold still! A man and a woman's voices, one in anguish and one full of rage. Jackson just sat there with searing eyes, but no tears rolled down his cheek, for it was almost as if his tear ducts were completely dry. In Jackson's room, dimly lit with the small amount of light reaching through his window. He thought about how awful his life was and how he would never be happy. Jackson just sat there, telling himself over and over, I hate my life. Poor Jackson was so caught up in his melancholy that he almost completely forgot about Hazel until he heard something banging on his window. Jackson ignored it for a while, but the constant noise grew more and more annoying. And Jackson finally rose above his horrid thoughts and fought through the racket coming from the room beside him. Jackson slowly opened the window as the radiant sunlight pierced his eyes and the warmth of another body surged through him. Jackson opened his eyes after being screened by the sun only to be blinded in a different way. By Hazel's brilliant beauty, she reached her hand towards Jackson, helping him out the window into a large golden wheat field. When Jackson finally squeezed through the rather small frame of his window, he stood up, just as Hazel did, and admired her. She had beautiful light brown curled locks, green emerald eyes, long natural black eyelashes, and a short, cute posture. She was 15 and probably Jackson's only friend. Jackson snapped out of his trance when he heard Hazel ask, Are they fighting again? Jackson responded with a murmured, Yeah, looking down at the ground. Hazel cracked her head to the right and downwards to try and make eye contact. But Jackson didn't want her to see him like he was, even though he was almost always this way. Hazel put her hand under Jackson's chin and lifted it so he could see her always perky face. Come on, I have something to show you, she exclaimed excitedly. She grabbed Jackson's arm, pulling tight and ran, pulling him along. Jackson kept asking her to stop, saying that he wanted to be alone and lost in his thoughts, but that didn't stop her. Jackson was about to push her away when they came to an abrupt stop at some old barn in the middle of the massive field. There it is, stated Hazel, looking mesmerized at the rotting wood and awful stench of the structure. Before Jackson could even release a word, Hazel squeezed his arm even tighter and dragged him into the old abandoned farm. Jackson, surprised that Hazel cared about such a dump, followed Hazel without any struggle as she pulled him down moaning wood stairs into a large open room. Hazel finally let go of Jackson's arm while asking, What do you think? Jackson just stood there, frozen and in a state of awe at what he saw. This new room they entered was nothing like the one above them. There were red, yellow, and blue lights flashing on metal equipment that was unknown to him, and a bunch of small monitors lining the tops of the machines, all of which simply said, System ready. But what really caught his attention were the two large headsets that lay on the ground beside Hazel. Pretty cool, right? Hazel questioned Jackson. Yeah, Jackson simply replied. Hazel got to her knees and picked up one of the headsets, placing it over her face. She next scrambled back to her feet, feeling a little head-heavy, asking Jackson, Do you want to forget 
all the bad stuff that happened for a little bit? Jackson, still phased and confused, answered with, Yeah, of, of course I do. The headset covered most of Hazel's face, including her eyes, but her glowing smile was still very visible. Good, then put this on. Hazel ripped off the headset and placed it on Jackson, who tried to squirm away from Hazel's hand, but couldn't. Everything suddenly went black as a blank screen appeared in front of him, with only the words, System Ready, typed in white in the right corner. Now, lay down, Hazel instructed. Jackson cautiously lowered himself to the ground, careful not to fall. He could hear Hazel getting down to lie beside him. Now, there's one more thing I have to tell you. Hazel's voice was suddenly stern and serious. Don't get lost in the world. If you do, then it will be extremely hard to leave. Trust me, I almost went too far. Jackson was still at a loss of words, especially when he felt an abrupt blossom of heat cover his hand as Hazel's hand clasped his. Be ready, Hazel commanded. Jackson took in a large gulp before the black screen covering his face became a golden bright light that blinded him. Jackson covered his face with his hands, trying to block out the intense light. Jackson removed his hands as the light dissipated a little, only to find himself in a graveyard looking down at a small stone slab that read, Mary and Alex, Eternal Lovers. Jackson stood there wondering why he was suddenly there and who the people were that were under the stone. He blinked for a moment, and when he opened his eyes, he found himself in the midst of a massive house fire. Faint screams could be heard in the distance, along with muttered cries of fear. Jackson quickly threw his hand up to cover his mouth and keep the deadly thick gray and black smoke out of his lungs. He ran down the long corridor he found himself in, but it seemed never-ending, and he found himself just running to nothing. Hello? Is anyone there? Can anyone hear me? There was only a simple reply of horrid, blood-curdling screams from some other part of the house. Jackson finally stopped to catch his breath after what felt like hours of tedious and pointless running. When he looked up and finally saw another sign of life running towards him, Jackson arched his back straight and began to run towards the figure. He soon got close enough to make out who this person was, however. It was a girl with a short but cute posture. It was Hazel. As she grew closer, Jackson could begin to hear her faint screams of helplessness as she called out, Mom! Dad! Please answer! Please! Jackson, stunned and bewildered by what was going on, just stood there, frozen in time. As the thick smoke clutched his eyes, he was forced to blink, and he found himself sitting at the edge of a dock, leading into a small secluded pond surrounded by trees of all sorts. Ducks swam from one edge of the pond to the other in quiet, non-domesticated peace. Jackson, still phased at what he had seen just a moment ago, sat there pale-faced and still as a statue, until the smoke he had swallowed finally got to him and he sputtered and coughed. After his coughing fit had ended, he realized that Hazel was sitting right beside him, just as pale and scared-looking as he was. Hey, Hazel, did you see that too? Hazel didn't say a word. Hazel, Jackson nudged her to the side slightly, but she didn't move even an inch. It wasn't until Jackson bellowed her name at the top of his lungs that she finally noticed him. Huh, Jackson, 
Oh, you're fine. Hazel threw herself onto Jackson, giving him a long, embracing hug. His face grew red and he slowly tore her body away from his. So, you saw it too? Jackson asked as they both sat up straight. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Hazel turned her face away, wanting to ignore the question, and Jackson understood perfectly well, so he stopped there. What is this place? Jackson pondered aloud. Whatever you want it to be, she claimed, suddenly happy. Jackson thought for a moment, confused at what he would want from this place when it hit him. Complete seclusion from the outside world. That's what I want. This statement made Hazel giggle a little, and she said gleefully, That's a weird desire. Jackson stared at her suddenly lit up face for a moment, in complete silence, at her lack of respect for his wishes. When he found himself abruptly bursting into laughter, just as Hazel did, and for once, Jackson seemed to have found peace. Caught up in their sweet solitude, Hazel and Jackson just sat there, listening to the quiet hum of the pecking bird's wings and the sweet melody that the small, lapping waves made. Suddenly, it felt like nothing needed to be said, and they both drifted into each other's obvious thoughts, almost talking to each other through telecommunication. Soon enough, the sun began to hide behind the trees, and they both knew that it was time to go. When the sky became a mix of bright orange, purples, and yellows, Jackson asked, So, I guess we have to go back, huh? How do we leave, then? Silence kept the air around them, both stale for a moment, before Hazel responded. That's easy. You just have to remember something you love from the real world. Jackson pondered on what might actually mean something to him in that huge world out there. It's not that easy for me, Jackson said melancholically. Hazel turned towards him, seemingly about to say something, but she closed her mouth before she did. Next thing Jackson knew, Hazel had left and disappeared into the evening sky. He was surprised for a moment, but then he remembered just where he was. Jackson thought and thought for minutes on end, when he finally remembered just the person to call to. His mother had always been there for him, even when his father was trying to harm her. He thought of all the cold memories he had that contained his mother and father together, that betrayed him with every second he was in this world. But it would also release him, because with every cold memory that came, so did one with his mother and him alone, which made him warm inside. Jackson shut his eyes tightly, imagining being able to be alone with his mother. And when he opened them, he found himself back in the midst of the burning corridor once more. However, the flames seemed to be much bigger and curled around the roof of the house. They were made of bright yellows, greens, oranges, and what seemed to be different shades of black. Something felt wrong, terribly wrong, but Jackson couldn't put his finger on it. It could have been that he couldn't hear any screams of anguish, or just that it seemed like the corridor might have an ending to it, but something was wrong. Jackson stood there, not even trying to find anyone, because he knew none of it was real, when his leg was abruptly clutched by an intensely warm hand. Shocked, Jackson looked down to find a woman with beautiful emerald eyes and golden locks staring up at him with tears full of fear, and a nose forcefully sputtering out copious amounts of blood, which seemed impossible. 
Out of instinct, Jackson reached down quickly, trying to help her. He realized that this woman looked very similar to Hazel, but he knew that she wasn't. She was taller, skinnier, maybe too skinny to be honest, and she had much longer hair that led down almost to her ankles. The woman never spoke or made a plea for help, but instead just lay there, stomach on the ground, clawing at Jackson's ankles. When he tried to help her, she would try and take a bite at his hand. After about five failed attempts, Jackson finally gave up and began to try to shake her off, his black jeans now stained with the fresh blood of another human being. He suddenly felt another hand seize his other leg. He quickly glared downwards, seeing a man with thin, light gray hair and scratches covering his face, keeping hold of Jackson's leg. Jackson, now stuck without a clue of what to do, panicked and flailed his legs crazily, trying to gain some control. When he realized that the flames creating a silhouette in front of him were creeping closer, he soon began kicking and kicking the man and woman, trying to escape after he saw, but to no avail. Jackson took a deep breath as the thick smoke curled around his lungs and choked him. He coughed and sputtered for a second, accepting his fate. It all seemed so real. Maybe this was real, and maybe it was time for him to leave the world he so despised. Not even his own mother could stop him from hating the outside world. He shut his eyes tight and let the darkness engulf him as he heard a cold, raspy voice that he'd never heard before, but somehow recognized, whispered to him, Don't forget. Jackson thought it might have been over, and that he was gone, deceased, never to be seen again. But when he opened his eyes, he found himself staring back at a blank screen, with only the words, System shutting down. Jackson quickly reached for the large headset resting atop of him and pulled it off, expecting to see Hazel. But she was already gone. Just as usual, she'd gotten up and left without saying a word. He had so many questions that needed to be answered, like, Why did I see this horrible fire when I entered and left? Or how do you know that this thing wouldn't hurt you when you first tried it? Jackson didn't know when these questions would be answered, but he knew that he just enjoyed one of the best days of his life, if not the best. After stumbling around in the dark for a while, Jackson finally found himself at the old, mossy building that his parents wanted him to call home, and he tossed himself onto his bed, pulled the covers over his body, and let his thoughts fade to nothingness. Day after day, Jackson and Hazel would go back to the old barn and imagine tons of different amazing worlds that they explored together. They had a nice conversation in between basically every time they went, and even though Jackson was already great friends, he found himself growing more and more attached to Hazel each time they went. Day after day, it seemed like Jackson was going from the hell that he lived in straight to heaven's gates. Even though he was beginning to enjoy still being alive, Jackson often found himself wondering why he kept seeing that horrid house fire when he entered the worlds that he so loved. Whenever he entered, it seemed to be different, but the ending never changed. A raspy voice that he could have sworn he'd never heard before, but that he'd recognized, called out to him somehow. There was one morning, however, that Jackson awoke to the sound of faint screams that could be heard from behind his door. Usually, this would be normal for him, but his parents weren't in the other room this time. Jackson sat straight up, still in his clothes he wore from the day before. A loud bang was heard next as he heard his father yelling, Get off me, witch! 
Jackson, full of fear, froze in place as the second bang was heard. If his father were to keep banging on the door as he was, it would be knocked down in the next bang. Jackson got up just as the door broke down and the lock protecting him became useless. He felt like there was no escape, nowhere to run or hide. Jackson faced his father, who was holding a small hand axe with a crazed expression on his face. His thinning gray hair, that was in an extremely odd position, didn't help Jackson get over his fear either. Jackson, began his father, I want you to help me get the truth out of your mother. Jackson's father lifted the small, rusting axe high into the air above his head with two hands, wielding it like some kind of horror movie murderer. Jackson backed into the wall, which frightened him, and he turned his back away from his father when he realized that there was still the window behind him. Jackson scratched his fingernails into the wall hard, trying desperately to reach the window above him. It seemed so close and yet so far away. It seemed like that with every waking second the room was shrinking around him. He could hear the faint screams in the back of his head. His mother was trying to pry his father out of the room and give Jackson time, but she was soon down on the floor and unable to move. Jackson thought all hope was lost when he suddenly heard something tap the window. He stopped in his tracks, slightly confused. Was that Hazel? He thought to himself. She shouldn't be here. I don't want her hurt. Next, he heard a loud bang on the window as the glass began to crack. His father was almost right behind him, muttering nonsense under his breath when the glass finally shattered and a large rock landed on the floor behind Jackson. A hand reached in through the large hole and Jackson heard a voice in his head say, Don't do it. You'll only hurt others. But he couldn't help it. He couldn't help his father with whatever the hell his problem was and he didn't want to try. Jackson reached out quickly and clasped the warm hand, embracing the sunlight that now filled the room. As he was dragged out from his small, dense room, the shards of glass cut him. He was almost free when his leg was grasped by a cold, calloused hand which was trying to drag him down. Now it was a battle of outer strength, and Jackson's father was winning. Don't say you're in this with your mother, Jackson. You are the only one I trusted. An abrupt surge of pain ran through Jackson's body without notice as his father released his hand from Jackson's leg and lifted the axe back high into the air, next letting down a large swoop that was supposed to take off all of Jackson's foot, but instead only took off his small pinky toe, thanks to Hazel, who pulled him up and out into the wide field just in time. Jackson crawled out on hands and knees, tears streaming down his eyes. He screamed out to the heavens, Screw you! Tears rolled down his eyes relentlessly. Screw you! He screamed one last time, gripping his leg in pain. A long arm reached out from the window, with a voice coming from behind it, yelling madly, I'll get you! I swear I'll find the truth, you little shit! Jackson held his lips tightly, trying to hold in his sorrowful whimpers, but it was no use. The blood draining out of his naked foot stained the golden weed around him, a crimson red. After the ruckus ended, Hazel covered her mouth slightly and said quietly, trying not to frighten Jackson, We have to get you to the hospital. Jackson just shrugged his head first to the left and next to the right at the thought, I just want to forget. Jackson started, Let's just go back there and relax a little. Hazel put a finger to her temple before agreeing with him. Hazel helped Jackson up and began supporting him as they walked through the golden field. Dirt and other kinds of bacteria had started to infect his foot, and it hurt like hell. But Jackson knew that soon it would be over, 
and he could forget everything that just occurred. By the time they arrived at the old wood barn, Jackson's foot was almost blood dry, and the skin on his foot was pale as snow. He began to feel dizzy, and everything around him was growing blurry and distorted. It was becoming hard for Jackson to think when Hazel threw the headset onto his head. As everything around became a screen, a screen of black, with only white letters in the corner saying, System Ready. Jackson fell to the hard wood floor with a thud, and the white letters disappeared without a trace. After what seemed like hours of darkness, Jackson awoke, standing inside a house that he recognized. It was the house that was always burning when he entered and left the world. Except, this time, it was okay. There were no loose flames of bright greens and yellows, and the whole place just seemed so calm. He was in a large room, staring at an old, clunky, 30-inch TV, but it was turned off, and all he could hear was the sound of the clock ticking away. Mom? Dad? You're really here? Jackson heard a voice ask from behind him. He quickly turned around, to find Hazel looking down at a man and woman sitting on a small green love seat together. Jackson ran to Hazel's side with ease, now that he was in the world, and it was like nothing had ever happened to his foot. He gave Hazel a little nudge, but she didn't pay any attention to him. Jackson looked into her eyes and saw something awful. He saw that she was getting lost lost in the magnificence of what she desired. She began to reach her hand out, just as the couple's faces started to deteriorate into a mess of saturated gray butter and red scratches formed on the outer layers of their skin. No, just wait! Hazel screamed. Hazel reached her hand down to try and touch their now demented faces, but her fingers just got caught up in the melting, diseased skin. She quickly snapped back her hand, which was then covered by red blood plagued with black chunks of burnt skin. The room was suddenly filled with a stench of burning flesh, which almost made Jackson release the contents of his stomach. As the couple's skin around their eyes drooped down, Jackson saw a small flame growing quickly behind the couple. Hazel just stood there, staring wide-eyed and open-mouthed. Jackson, scared and confused, put his mouth close to Hazel's ear and yelled, Hazel, wake up! None of this is real. There was no response from her, which only worried him further. The flame in the background was almost touching the couple, when suddenly, Jackson heard a deafening bang come from right behind him. He swiftly turned to face whatever made the noise, but he found nothing there except the old blank TV. Smoke began to fill his lungs as he turned back and saw the man on the couch now sitting there, with some sort of metal rod through his head. Jackson covered his lips, trying to calm his breathing. Without warning, another fire had broken out in the wall behind him, and the thick gray and black smoke began to fill his lungs. He quickly turned back to Hazel, and this time pulled her backwards, looked into her beautiful green emerald eyes, and said, relaxed, don't leave me. Like the snap of a finger, she was out of her trance. Jackson? He didn't let her finish before he gave her a warm, embracing hug. They both closed their eyes as the room around them began to fall apart. The next thing Jackson knew, he was staring back at a blank screen with the words, System Shutting Down. Jackson pulled off his headset and found himself lying beside Hazel, staring at her. She was also staring at him. 
for a moment, nothing was said until Jackson asked, Who are those people? Jackson stared at her intently. Hazel suddenly avoided eye contact and stared up at the ceiling. They were my parents, she replied. Jackson was sickened to hear this. Why the hell would you want something like that to happen? Jackson was bitterly angry when he suddenly remembered how awful parents could be. I didn't want that to happen. It interfered with my memories. Of course, that's not how it happened, but it showed all the wounds they had after the fire that killed them. Jackson, now full of guilt, just replied with a soft, Sorry. Neither said a thing for a while after that, until Jackson spoke up and asked, Do you think we could ever be something more? Like, I mean, do you think that someday we could leave all this behind and live in the real world without all this nonsense happily? Hazel just shook her head left and right. We can never live in the real world, Jack. Not anymore. Jackson cocked his head to the right in confusion as Hazel stood up and began to walk up the old stairs. Jackson scrambled to his feet just as she disappeared above the floorboards. He tried to chase after her, but when he reached the top of the staircase, she was gone. As usual, she just left without notice. Jackson stumbled out into the field and dragged himself through most of it on the way back to where he lived. When he remembered that he couldn't go back there, or at least he couldn't live there anymore. He thought up a plan quickly. He would go home and hide in the small storage area in his room that his mom and dad never even knew about and wait for Hazel to come. And then they could run away together. It seemed so perfect. And so Jackson limped back to where he used to live and peered through the window quickly to see if anyone was in there. But the room was completely empty. He crawled through the small window cautiously trying to make sure he didn't cause too much noise or cut himself too much on the shards of glass. Jackson lightly put his feet on the floor and opened up the old wood door leading into the pitch black storage compartment. As he opened the door, a burst of dust flew out, almost causing him to cough, but he held it in for dear life and entered the compartment. There, Jackson slept for the night, eagerly awaiting the sunrise. The next morning, Jackson found himself waking up in a comfortable, soft, and warm bed. He was confused for a moment when he realized he was in his mother and father's bed, but no one was there. A crude taste littered his mouth, like someone had poisoned him with some kind of sleeping medication. Jackson swiftly threw the covers off and jumped out of the bed, slightly afraid to know what happened. Before he even took one step, he noticed something awful. On the usually plain white bedsheets, there was a spread of red fluid, making a trail out the door of the bedroom and into the hallway. Jackson didn't think twice of grabbing a few nails from the small plastic container full of them on the nightstand beside the bed as he walked out. Following the red trail, he opened the door slowly, which only made it creak louder, and continued his way following the trail. He kept looking down at the trail below him as he walked when the trail came to an abrupt stop. Jackson slowly cocked his head upright, and what he saw was nothing less than a horror movie scene. His mother was lying there on the floor, lifeless and pale, with a puddle of blood still growing beneath her, and his father standing there, pointing a revolver at someone who had become more than just a friend to Jackson. Hazel sat there on her knees, mouth duct taped and bruises covering her face. 
Tears streamed down her cheeks as Jackson began to sprint his way to her rescue, but every step he took seemed so tiny, and time seemed to be slowed down for everything but his father and the bullet that soon went straight through Hazel's forehead. At that very moment, Jackson suddenly remembered the truth behind everything. The way that Hazel told him about memories interfering with the machine made him think. But the realization didn't come until it was too late. Jackson saw through the eyes of who seemed to be his father, but he could still feel what he wanted to as he beat down his wife without relent. He could see all the bruises forming on his wife's face as he kept going and going full force. He suddenly saw Hazel sitting beside him as she talked on and on, but he only heard three words, kid, car, and fire. Next, his vision faded to a large chair of some sort, with a large headset atop it. After that, he was looking down at his lap as he sat on the chair and everything went to black as the headset covered his face. Thirdly, he was suddenly farming in a large, golden-brown wheat field as his wife watched from the porch and things seemed to be happy. When he was back inside, however, he found himself breaking everything around him and jumping off the walls. Next, he found himself under a staircase, curled up in a little ball, trying to calm himself. Afterwards, he was talking to his wife, but he couldn't hear anything, and then he saw her holding up a large headset of some sort, and everything faded to black. Jackson was already inside of his perfect world, or at least that was what it was supposed to be. First, his wife wanted them to live a good life together, but Jackson forgot about what happened, and when he found out the truth, he freaked out. So, Hazel suggested they go deeper and get back their youth. Jackson agreed, and that's what happened. But he didn't have the will to hold on to his old memories, so he forgot, while Hazel remembered. Hazel knew the whole time what was going on, but she wanted so desperately for them to live in peace that she didn't even bother to tell him. Only two layers deep, Jackson's life was being controlled by his fading memories. As all this ran through his head, Jackson didn't even realize he hadn't stopped sprinting and he ran into his darker version of himself. They both went tumbling down, but Jackson got up first, grabbed the revolver that had been knocked out of his other side's hands, and quickly threw his arm back and then forward. There was a horrid crunching sound that came next, and then silence. Pure, desolating silence. Suddenly, nothing seemed right to Jackson, and the world around him felt so fake. But there was something that mattered to him, even in that world. He crawled over to Hazel, on hands and knees, just as the blood started pouring out onto the floor behind him. Jackson grabbed Hazel's hand and put it to his face. She was already dead, but her radiant warmth could still be slightly felt. Jackson leaned down and began begging her for forgiveness. He was such an awful man, but he was going to fix that. After hours upon hours of crying and praying over Hazel's lifeless body, Jackson finally picked her up and made his way towards the wheat field. When he got to the old barn, he walked down the stairs, not caring about the wound on his foot. Next, he set Hazel up with one of the headsets and set her down on the floor. Jackson just stood there for a few seconds, taking a final look at her before he left for a while. Jackson set himself up with the headset and placed himself on the floor. Before he started, however, he said something to Hazel. Forget me. Get lost and don't come back. 
You'll meet a new man soon, and he'll go by the name of Jackson. Jackson started up the machine, and everything cut to black. He opened his eyes and found himself in a place like no other. It seemed like he was underwater. A whale swam by and made a loud, unknown sound. He looked around and saw a bunch of rundown shops and bottles filled with different colored fluids just lying around. Jackson was astounded at the sight when he suddenly saw a man enter the massive area he was in, wielding some sort of magic in his hands. Next, Jackson saw hundreds of people crawling the walls and ceiling, talking of nonsense as they jumped at the man, who instantly killed them with an electric shock. Jackson realized that the man he was looking at was his inner demon, and all the good inside him was trying to abolish it. Jackson knew he had to help, but before he went to join the fight, he saw a giant sign that read, Welcome to Rapture. Thank you for joining Mrs. Nightmare's Storytime. I hope to meet you again.